We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The names behind the numbers. The stories behind the names. This is the Her Hoop Stats Podcast with John Little. When I'm playing basketball, that's how I want the game to work. I want it to move. I don't like it when one person's holding the ball. And I definitely like to play fast because I think the more touches people get, the more engaged in the game they're going to be. And I just think it's a lot more fun to watch. It's a lot more fun to play. And it's a lot more fun to coach. The biggest newsmakers, the best storytellers. The Her Hoop Stats Podcast. Here's your host, John Little. Surprise! Midweek. Her Hoop Stats Podcast. Welcome into it. Hope Aaron's okay with this. Great to have you with us. I'm John Little. What a time of year it is. Really looking forward to the NCAA tournament and looking forward to the WNIT as well. And that is why today we talk to one of the 32 teams to make the field. More on that coming up in just a second. But first, we've got to remind you to rate and review the podcast. Anytime you do that, it helps other people find the podcast. And then if you enjoy it, just share it. Share it on the social media app of your choice. It would mean so much to us. So the conversation today is with Jared Olson. Just got off the phone with him. Really excited about this, so I wanted to share it with you. Who is Jared Olson? Well, he is the head coach of the California Baptist Lancers. Who are the California Baptist Lancers? But the only undefeated team in the nation left right now. It's like Gonzaga on the guy's side, and it's California Baptist on the women's side. Of course, CBU, not eligible to make the NCAA tournament. It is their third year of a four-year transition period, but they ran through the WAC. They would have been the representative. They won the conference championship regular season and postseason, undisputed WAC champions, and their prize is a WNIT bid. They'll be here in the Dallas area in Fort Worth to face New Mexico in the opening round of the WNIT coming up on Friday. And uh, I'm actually involved in broadcasting some of these games over the weekend on Flow Hoops. Uh, should you be a fan of one of these teams and want to catch them, it is a subscription-based service. 
So I'm sorry about that, but I am not sorry about getting to bring it to you. I'm really looking forward to that. So one of the teams I'm going to see over the weekend, California Baptist, and here's a chat with their head coach, Jared Olson. Glad to be here, John. Absolutely. I, you know, today I'm seeing some people come to your defense, or maybe last night they had these pieces ready to hit send as soon as the uh, NCAA tournament uh, field was announced, and, you know, an undefeated team is not part of it. But you guys knew that was the case coming in. Um, you know, does it feel good to have people come to your defense and say, ah, this is silly. Why can't we have an undefeated team in the NCAA yeah. tournament, even if they're in this transition period? I mean, I think if anything, I think it just brings a little bit of awareness. I mean, to two things. Number one, that we're having a good year, which is nice. Um, but then also just that it is kind of a, an interesting rule, you know, that I think they need to look at because I definitely think it, it, it impacts the student athletes in a negative way, you know, because it's definitely restricting opportunities for them. Um, and I don't, I haven't seen a lot of good information as to like the rationale behind it. Uh, I'm assuming it's got to be something with money, but um, I definitely think it has nothing to do with the student athletes and their well-being, and I think that's where things should be first and foremost. So hopefully they'll relook at that rule and things will change for the better going forward. You guys uh, were a dominant Division II program before making the transition up to Division One. What were the keys in trying to construct a roster that would be you know, not only competitive in Division One as you have been, and I know last year had uh, injuries had a lot to do with it. I just want to point that out. But mm -hmm. you know, what was the key in the last couple of years um, building a roster that would be um, not only competitive but now evidently dominant in your level of Division One basketball? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing in recruiting that that happened for us is um, Brittany Thomas, who's our post player. I mean. She committed to us and signed with us from uh, San Jacinto uh, Community College. I mean, Brittany's from the area here, you know, so it's a local kid, you know, but she could have played, you know, at, at many Division One schools and to get her right out of the, you know, right away, you know, was was a big difference maker for us, you know, and she kind of set the tone for everything. Uh, we had had a good foundation kind of laid. Um, Ani Olida, who's our point guard, Georgia Dale, who's a girl that comes off the bench, who's a senior as well, like, they had played in our last year of division two with us. And so we kind of knew they were going to be like, if they worked at it, they could be pretty good division one players. And that's kind of worked out, um, you know, but having Brittany kind of come in and, and kind of legitimize us, I think is kind of really sped things up for us. And then combine that with some other good recruiting classes. You know, we had, we have one with Caitlin Harper and Sydney Palma who both start for us. You know, I think those things kind of all layer upon each other. Um, but I definitely think it started with Brittany. It's an excellent analysis, Coach. And uh, watching you guys play, uh, as I got to earlier this year, um, it, you know, it's just very free flowing, and it's just mm -hmm. a, a very, it, it's it's a wonderful basketball to watch. So this is not a team that you know, and nothing against the teams that grind it out, you know, and uh, <laughs> grind you into a pulp and all that sort of thing. But that's that's not you guys. And and so where does that philosophy come from? How would you pick it up? Why why do you feel like that's the best way to win basketball games? I mean, I just coach the way that I would like to be coached. Um, I play a style that I would want to play. You know, I, I kind of view everything as like a big old pickup game. Um, I, I love playing pickup basketball. So, I mean, I think I, when I was growing up, um, you know, 
when I was in high school, I played on a really good high school team, but the point guard wasn't doing any of the shooting. It was a lot of getting it from A to B and throwing the ball inside. And, and that was kind of frustrating for me. Um, and then when I got to college, that shifted a little bit. I mean, not all the way, but it definitely shifted a little bit. And it just kind of, you know, made me realize that, that the game could be played a little bit differently. Um, and like I said, I mean, I think that's just the way I would want to play. You know, when I'm, when I'm playing basketball, that's how I want the game to work. I want it to move. I don't like it when one person's holding the ball. Um, and I definitely like to play fast because I think the more touches people get, um, the more engaged in the game they're going to be. And I just think it's a lot more fun to watch. It's a lot more fun to play and it's a lot more fun to coach. We're visiting with Jared Olson on the Her Hoop Stats podcast. Uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. Uh, tell us a little bit deeper about Ani Olaita, how you got connected to her, um, because leading the nation in assists, and if she, if she were eligible, of course, to lead the nation in assists, hey, whatever. She's leading the nation in assists. She leads it. <laughs> yes, she does. Um, uh, I, she leads the nation in assists at 7.6. Uh, I mean, her, her number's certainly undeniable, but tell us about her recruiting story, about finding her, and uh, just how she's developed. So, I mean, Ane is a pretty non-traditional um, recruit, I would think, for most Division Ones. Um, we subscribed at the time, and we still do, to a recruiting service called Passion Hoops. Um, there's a guy named Danny Prince that, um, you know, basically he travels around Europe and he, you know, sends videos to coaches that that want to work with him um, and just throws stuff out there. And she was a video that he had sent. I mean, it was about a, I don't know, maybe like a three or four minute clip of just her making some plays. And uh, I mean, she's from a small town in Spain, the Basque country, it's Garnica. Um, and she had not played against probably the best competition, but there was something in that, that little three minute clip that just kind of made me think like, that's our girl. And she just played with a fire and uh, an intensity and, and just a, a, like a confidence, almost like a swagger to her that, that just made me think that like, I mean, this is somebody I definitely wanted to coach. Um, and I, I mean, we talked to her on Zoom, uh, you know, a couple times, but her she did not speak very good English, and so her brother did a lot of interpreting. Um, and I don't, I don't know if it was just you know divine intervention, God had a plan for her, and or what, but like she ended up here somehow, despite you know not doing the traditional process. Um, showed up on the first day, still didn't speak any very much English, and uh, she kind of worked her way through it. And then she ended up being one of the, you know, she'll end up being one of the best players that's ever played here. Oh, no doubt about that. Five double-doubles this season, all point and assist double-doubles this year. And again, leads the nation in assists. So she's made uh, quite a name for herself uh, so far. And it's not just that, and it's not just Brittany Thomas, but, you know, mm-hmm. 1 through 12, it, you seem to get yeah. a lot out of your kids. And I know your roster even goes deeper than that. And one of the things I've seen you guys do is, um, where you kind of just do one-on-ones with your kids and you put it out there on social media. It's not something normal that you see. You don't know, normally see the coach doing that. Why do you do that? You mean like doing like one-on-one like stuff? Like what, what do you mean exactly? Oh, just like the, uh, the interviews and stuff like that. Oh, is yeah. It, yeah. yeah I, 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 that's a, uh, yeah, that's a one-on-one. That is a, uh, that, that's an industry word for interview. Yeah. I, I apologize, but, <laughs> no, uh, I, but uh, tell us about that. I mean, we we did a few of those, uh, especially during the quarantine. Um, I think it was just kind of a, a good way to kind of like engage with some of the people that are supporting our team. I mean, we've got, I mean, 
the relationship I think between the players and coaches on our team is definitely one where we can communicate freely. It's not a lot of, not a hostile thing by any means. I mean, we definitely love each other and support each other. Um, and I think it was a lot of fun. I mean, I think people really, you know, we're kind of given an insight into who our players really are, you know, in those kind of interviews because they're definitely open and free and um, able to kind of like express themselves as people. And I, I mean, I got a lot of really good feedback on it. So I had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, and I think people really enjoyed watching it. Well, it's a great way to connect for sure. And something just a little bit different. It doesn't feel like you would see, um, you know, that take place in every single program in the, in the yeah. world. I, I don't, I don't foresee Kim Mulkey doing that, you know, with, uh, with Melissa. <laughs> I would Smith watch it if she like did. <laughs> Absolutely. I would too. So, uh, Hey, let's, uh, let's get that started. Coach Mulkey. <laughs> We're visiting with Jared Olson here on the Her Hoop Stats podcast and to, um, go a little bit deeper into what you're going to be experiencing this week. Hey, the, uh, the WNIT, you guys have, uh, knew you had a bid to that and you're just mm-hmm. waiting on your opponent. You find out last night that you get University of New Mexico and now you're scrambling I guess what have you found out about uh, UNM this year scrambling is a good word uh, that's what the WNIT is all about I think what we've learned so far is I mean they they were the best team in the regular season in the Mountain West so I mean they're definitely good um, when I was watching them they they seemed a little similar to us they like to shoot a lot of threes they play pretty fast uh, they've got some pretty pretty athletic perimeter players and I mean, I think, I think it's going to be a pretty fun game. I mean, I, I could see that score getting up in the eighties and it should be a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, we're just pretty excited about the opportunity to go there and, and play a team that, you know, that is the champion from a, a league like that. You know, it's two teams from the West that both won their conferences and should be a lot of fun. Absolutely. You know, how do you think your, your seniors are going to handle this? Are they planning on, trying to come back for another year next year or is is this it for them and so they're trying to do everything they can to win a championship how do you yeah. how do you see that I mean we would love for them to come back I mean I think that if anything the pandemic has kind of taught us not to look too far in, in the future cuz you don't know what it's going to be like and so I, mean, I think you know I think the girls have done a really good job of just taking everything one game at a time and I know that sounds very coach speak but I think it's been more of a life lesson than anything for everyone on our team this year, because you just don't know what, what's going to come around the corner. You don't know if that next game is actually going to happen. And so I think, you know, we're approaching the WNIT just like we've been approaching every game this year is we've got a game to play. We're going to go play it. And we haven't looked too deep into the bracket or anything like that. We're just focused on New Mexico. And if we're lucky enough to win that game, we'll look to see who we play next. And if we lose it, we'll look to see who we play in the loser's bracket. So, you know, it, it really is kind of like a, just kind of focusing on what's in front of us and just being thankful and appreciative that we get the chance to play that game, you know, cause we've had a couple games that we didn't play and that just really makes you thankful for the opportunities when they're there. Let's backtrack your career in a few steps here. Uh, coach Olson, uh, first of all, ninth year as, as head coach at, at California Baptist. If you go back before that, you had an incredibly successful run at Florida Southern there um, how did you get connected though from Florida Southern out to California Baptist? What brought you out there? Why was, um, it, you know, it, the move for you to go all the way across the country nine years ago? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska. I worked at Creighton before Florida Southern. And I think that once I left home, it, it just became easier to move around, I guess. But I mean, things had gone really, really well in Florida, but there was, I just kind of felt something um, inside me that was just 
I think God was just telling me that I needed, it was just time to move on. And I can't really explain it any other way than that. Um, it just felt like the time was right. And I had been looking at a couple of different jobs and had done a couple of interviews and Dr. Parker, uh, Micah Parker, who is, was the athletic director at the time, he and I had coached against each other many times in the past. We're both from Nebraska and he had, I was using him as a reference and he just basically said, I'm not going to, continue to be a reference for you if you don't at least come and take a look at this job. And I wasn't too interested in going division two to division two at the time. Um, but when we got out here, I mean, I just realized CBU was, was different. Um, and I felt like it, it was just, uh, it was just the right place to be. Um, the, you know, all the way from the president, you know, down to the athletic director to all the different people we met here, it just felt like the right place, you know, for me and my family. And, my wife was was on board right away and she kind of had to drag me across a little bit, but yeah, we're definitely glad we came here because it's been a great fit for for everybody in my family. And, and we're definitely going to always be very appreciative to CBU and and it's just been awesome. And before that, um, obviously you said uh, four years in as, as an assistant at Creighton and before mm-hmm. that, Doan College. Tell us about Doan yeah. College. You know what? I was almost the voice of Doan College back in the day, oh, really? believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, I had a job interview in Fairbury, Nebraska yeah. and uh, at the, the radio station there and they, they, they offered me the job, but I decided to go to Oklahoma instead. So I became the voice of Southwestern <laughs> Oklahoma State. So it could have been Doan. I don't know if yeah. you and I would have uh, crossed paths. It would have been very close. But but tell us yeah. about Doan College and your experience there. Well, it's a it's a very very small school. It's about a thousand students. Um, honestly, I I ended up there because I was not very heavily recruited. I basically ended up with about two decent offers to play college basketball. One was at Hastings, and one was at Doan, and um, I just chose the one over the other. For I, I just connected a little bit with Coach Erickson. Um, and went there and had a great, I mean, the basketball for me was really good there. I learned a lot from him. Um, you know, it's, I was, a. I mean, I grew up in Omaha and my graduating class in high school was about 550. And I think there was about 800 kids at Doan when I went there. So, you know, it was, it was definitely a little bit of a culture shock for me, but it was a pretty good experience in the long run. And uh, your Hall of Famer there, so I'd say it's a pretty good experience, absolutely. <laughs> so you got that uh, Hall of Fame ring or jacket or, you know, whatever they give you for well, being in the Dillon nice College. <laughs> there you go, Hall of Fame dinner. Yeah, <laughs> Visiting with Jared Olson, the uh, head coach at California Baptist. Um, why are so many people choosing California Baptist these days? You guys have grown exponentially over the last decade. I mean, I think it starts at the top. Um, Dr. Ellis has a great vision for the university, you know, and he's just kind of like him. And I think Kent, um, Dacus, who's our vice president, um, student services, like, I think they just had a vision for the school and I'm sure there's a lot of other people there. I, you know, I'm, I don't, I, that I'm not, I'm missing on that, but I think that just the vision for the school and the growth, you know, they're just, when you have leaders like that in place and kind of like drive, drive the ship, I think that's made a big difference. Um, but just being in Southern California, our campus is beautiful. We've got great facilities. And I, th- I th- do think the number one sell, though, is just the people. I mean, there's a genuine, you know, care and love for the students here from staff and faculty that I just have never seen at any other school. And I, and I think that really makes a big difference. When people are on campus, they f- it is a different feel than most schools. And, and I think people really appreciate that. And when they come here, they really want to be a part of it, too. 
the direction of the WAC is really interesting right now, and I, I, you're more inside than I am, but I, here I am sitting in Texas, and I had, you know, until the rumors started happening, I had yeah. no idea that this could possibly even happen as you guys are able to poach Lamar and SFA and uh, Sam Houston and um, also bring over Abilene Christian. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, everybody makes a big deal about football and men's basketball. Okay, let's set that aside for a second. I'm sorry, SFA on the women's side, they were outstanding this year. Abilene Christian's had it going for years now. Sam Houston yeah. State, all, all of a sudden, they're a power. And Lamar, in the past, has, you know, had some pretty, pretty good years winning the league. Um, yeah. You know, how big is that for the WAC? Well, it definitely is going to strengthen our league. I mean, it doesn't take, you know, somebody that knows too much about basketball to figure that one out. Um, you know, but those are some really good teams and it's going to make things really competitive. You know, I think, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how we can kind of grow the conference. I mean, right now we're a one bid league. So only one team's going to the NCAA tournament of that group, you know, and, and the way you're kind of describing it. I mean, so this year, Stephen F. Austin has two losses. We have no losses. You know, Grand Canyon was really good this year. Like you said, Abilene is very strong. Sam Houston, I've seen play really well. You know, so I mean, you're, there's going to be a lot of people missing out on some stuff, but it's hopefully the competitiveness will just make us all better um, and we'll be able to rise to the top. All about raising that net these days, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, good luck on your trip to Fort Worth and hopefully on to Memphis after that. Really appreciate your time, Coach. And, um, uh, you know, really cool to kind of get behind the curtain look at your program today. Thanks, John. Anytime. There's Jared Olson, the head coach of the CBU Lancers. You're going to hear a lot more from them in the coming years. I can guarantee you that. And again, they open up the WNIT coming up on Friday night against New Mexico. You can watch it on Flow Hoops. You won't be disappointed if you tune in. Big thanks to everybody that helps out with this podcast, including our announcer, Susie Solis. Also, our music by Jared Deck, jareddeckmusic.com. Give him a look. And Aaron Barzilai is the executive producer of the Her Hoop Stats podcast. I'm John Little, reminding you at the Her Hoop Stats podcast, we're unlocking better insight about the women's game. Her Hoop Stats. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.